get it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And it's been about a year since we've done a Pod Me If You Can episode. It's just me here today, so apologies for that. Lloyd actually doesn't know I'm doing this, so he may or may not find this a pleasant surprise that suddenly there's a new Pod Me If You Can, episode number 218. Look, um, we didn't explain this on the podcast at all, but just about a year ago we decided to take a break. Um, the break continues, I'll just say. And uh, we decided we'd do our own personal projects for a while. Um, The podcast itself was quite time-consuming, as you can imagine it is. And um, both of us needed to kind of have a break and, um, you know, go off and do some creative pursuits. So uh, for me, uh, I found myself writing a screenplay. It was called Portals, and um, I have some hope to make it one day, but um, we'll see how it goes. It's it's finished, basically, so... um, you know, letting some people read it and see what happens. I wrote a children's book that you can find on Amazon. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Basically, it was inspired by my kids. And um, we were sitting here and making up stories. Every night we sort of make up a story and they really liked this one and wanted me to repeat it. So it sort of found its way into a book form so they could hear it. And that was kind of cool, but basically I just put it out there in in the event that anybody else wanted to hear the same sort of story. So uh, that exists now, which is kind of cool. So um, my big project, though, was a time travel novel that I've been working on for a while and I may have mentioned on the podcast before. It's called The Glove, and uh, it's a story that I always wanted to sort of write. I always wanted to contribute something to the time travel genre, and uh, The Glove is a story about a man named Ben who is on the verge of becoming a father. And when he has his, um, his son, he, it's, a, it's a blur. The first chapter is uh, the birth of his son. A couple of chapters later, his son turns up as an old, weary man who's been time-travelling and is here to hand off, literally, I suppose, the um, time-travel device, which is a glove. And this sends Ben on a journey into his past. And uh, through the best and worst times of his past, he sort of realises a few things about himself. Now this novel exists in this form, and I'm very proud of it, and I hope you'll check it out. The Glove is available on Amazon as well, in print form and in digital. It's cheaper on the Kindle, you know, obviously, so um, if you're curious at all and you have a Kindle, you can go download, I think it's the first couple of chapters for free, which is when you get a free sample of a book. And that's an easy way to gauge whether or not you're interested in my writing. But uh, I'm here to spruik a different project as well. So The Glove has a very unlikable lead character, and it makes it a little bit difficult to get into the story. I think it's worthwhile once you do, so uh, I'm encouraging you to check it out. But on the same sort of token, I want people to be entertained. So um, the other thing that I have is a book of short stories. Now, these are not hugely time-consuming stories, but it's a compilation that I've called 12. You may have seen the picture for this episode. That's the cover of the book. I'm putting out 12 at the beginning of next year, 2019, 
And uh, I thought for Christmas on Pod Me If You Can, you know, for those who are still subscribed, I have no idea how many of you there are out there that are going to hear this. I thought I would read out the first of the 12 stories and uh, give you a taste of it here. And then when it comes out next year, maybe you look out for it. Maybe the same thing with the glove. You know, you go and download a sample that might even give you the first two stories. And uh, based on that, see if you're interested. The glove's available, 12's available next year. And um, yeah, maybe you see how I've been doing with my personal projects. So the first story is called I Work Out. Before I read out the story, I should just say I'm going to do an accent for the lead character. I imagine him as kind of this New York, Boston-y kind of guy. So I'm going to give the accent a go. Bear with me. I apologize in advance. Here it is. I hope if you enjoy the story, you'll consider checking out the book of short stories in January. I work out. You have to lose weight, Mr. Cortez. You're right, Doc. I'm not getting the roles I want because of my size. It's not just that, Donald. You're looking a bit... unhealthy. Donny Cortez didn't like the way his doctor said the word unhealthy. He felt for the first time in a long time that he was being judged. As an actor working in Los Angeles, he knew that appearances were important, sometimes the most important thing. It wasn't about what role you were actually involved in, so much as speculation about what you might do next. Donnie used to be in amazing shape. He'd played a gladiator in a sword and sandal picture where he'd been shirtless in almost every scene. The roles had been drying up lately, and Donnie, now aged 38, had been struggling with maintaining any kind of exercise regime. Listen, Doc, I have gained a few, but I'm healthy, aren't I? I mean, I'm not going to have a heart attack, right? Losing weight is a preventative tactic, Mr. Cortez. You might not have any immediate health concerns, but they will develop. You are approaching a dangerous age. Risks increase as you get older, and you'll need to be more responsible about your weight. So what do you want me to do? There are apps you could download. Do you have a Fitbit, Mr. Cortez? The doctor inquired. Nah, I don't do technology. I'm old school. Very well, perhaps something old school then. The doctor dug through his desk drawer and pulled out a basic pedometer. Take this pedometer. I want you to start with a basic goal of 10,000 steps a day. That translates to about five miles. Do you think you can walk five miles a day? Sure, I probably already walk 10 miles a day, he boasted. That's good. This will measure it for you. Just clip it to your belt. Hmm... I guess I could do that. Donnie was suddenly worried that he would fail at this task. He didn't like to fail. Donnie felt challenged by the current state of technology. Upcoming actors were gaining an online presence through podcasting, Twitter and vlogs. He didn't know where to begin. To make matters worse, the number of followers people had was now a factor for casting agents. People thought programs would perform better if they had an instant audience. Shows were expecting talent to bring viewers to the party through social media. Donnie's agent had offered to set up and maintain some online accounts for him, but he had declined the offer over a year ago and was too proud to ask for help now. Donnie clipped the pedometer to his belt and walked around the room. The pedometer seemed to work just fine. With each step Donnie took, the pedometer dutifully added a number to its count. 
He left the office and started to walk downtown. Lunchtime was approaching and Donnie had planned on getting a pastrami sandwich at the deli on the corner. Now, after the doctor's appointment, he was having second thoughts. He loved those sandwiches. They had melted cheese and far too much meat. Nobody else made sandwiches like that around here. L.A. was full of health freaks that were always on a new fad diet. When he reached the deli, he paused in the window. Teresa was working at the counter. Donnie had always liked Teresa. She was short, but very buxom. He liked to steal a look at her chest when she was concentrating and weighing meat on the scales. Donnie had been dating a woman from New York named Zara for a couple of months. She had come out to L.A. for pilot season and decided to stay and try her luck. She was cute, but she was no Teresa. He knew so little about this woman, but lusted after her all the same. As he was standing outside the deli, a couple of teenagers asked him for a photo. Donnie obliged, posing with each of them individually. They were pleasant enough, and he loved being recognised. They immediately posted the picture on social media and tagged Donnie's location for the world to see. He remained blissfully unaware. He discreetly checked the pedometer and found that it sat at just over 2,000 steps. Maybe this would be easier than he thought. He went inside and locked eyes with Teresa. Hey, gorgeous, she said with a smile that made Donnie melt like cheese. She was perfect. Hi, Teresa, how's things? Good, thanks. What can I get you today? Pastrami sandwich. Extra cheese, please. Sure. Twelve dollars, Donnie. Thanks. Teresa smiled again after she closed the register. Look at you, old famous, she said as she grabbed a hunk of pastrami with her gloved hand. Sorry, what do you mean? I saw you posing for pictures with your fans. Oh yeah, you saw that? Yeah said Teresa, sounding impressed. That happens sometimes. So when am I going to see your face in one of these magazines, she asked, as she indicated towards a plastic shelf containing the weekly gossip rags. Oh, I don't know. The paparazzi follows me around sometimes, on a slow day. Nonsense. You're a pretty big deal. You did that movie about the, uh, the fisherman. Yeah, I did, he said with a grin. Donnie had been consistently working for years, but he thought, and the critics agreed, that the quality of his work was suffering. He flirted for a few minutes and then sat in a booth that faced Teresa to eat his lunch. She was always so nice to him that he made sure to leave a healthy tip. He liked her almost as much as the pastrami sandwiches she delivered him so regularly. The extreme feeling of guilt didn't hit him until his plate was empty. He looked at his bulging stomach and felt ashamed. How could I have eaten that, he thought to himself, after I came from that checkup. He had made the decision without hesitation. Teresa swung her hips as she wiped the glass countertop nearby. She was humming a tune that Donnie didn't recognise. What now? Is this my life? Do I just keep eating whatever I want until I balloon out into some kind of character actor? That was never the plan. Donnie decided that he needed a drastic move in order to ensure he would lose weight. He couldn't keep succumbing to temptation. He knew that the deli was his biggest weakness, as was his infatuation with Teresa. It wasn't good for his waistline or his relationship with Zara, for that matter. 
he decided on the most balls-out move he could think of. He would ask out Teresa. When she inevitably said no, he would finally have closure and be far too embarrassed to come back into her shop. He shouldn't be dropping by three times a week anyway. It wasn't going to be easy, but neither was losing the weight. You want to be a leading man? This is how you do it. You need the heartbreak and the humiliation, Donnie. You need this. He wanted to act in big-budget films and become a movie star. He wanted people to remember the name Donnie Cortez. It was always about the next big move for Donnie. This was a small sacrifice on the road to glory. Hey, Teresa. Yeah? You and me. We should go out sometime. Teresa placed one hand on her hip and threw a tea towel over her shoulder. Sure, she said with a grin. I'm free Saturday. Shit. Saturday, huh? Yeah. All right. Good. They exchanged numbers and Donnie left the deli. During his Uber ride home, he cursed his handsome face and charming personality. Now I've got to go on a date with her? And then what? If it goes well, then I'll have to dump Zara, and I'll be eating nothing but pastrami sandwiches every week. Maybe the sex will be better with Teresa, but I'll be dead sooner. When he reached his home, it struck him that he hadn't checked his pedometer in hours. He was disappointed to see his lazy day reflected in a numerical value. Had he sat around that much? He had barely walked at the doctor's office or the deli. Now he felt guilty again. Inside the house, he knew Zara would be waiting. She knew he was going to see the doctor. She deserved to know that he was taking steps, literal steps, to improve his health. After all, it had been her idea to go in the first place. He didn't want to go in there and show her such a small number on the pedometer. His goal for the day was 10,000, and he wasn't even close. Donnie took out his keys and sat down in his car. He loved his Mustang and drove it as little as possible. L.A. was full of crazy drivers and tourists, and the car had once belonged to his father. They had restored it together over a two-year period. It was one of the happiest memories of his life. It felt so long ago. Donnie didn't like to think about the fact that his father had died of a heart attack at the age of 48, but it kept creeping into his mind. Tomorrow I'll get up and walk. I'll do the 10,000 steps a day. I'll commit to this for you, Dad. I want to grow old. I'll make it to my 50s. Donnie stroked the steering wheel cover with one hand as he held the pedometer in the other. Out of the corner of his eye, he noticed that it clicked over with a flick of his wrist. He jostled it a few more times and enjoyed seeing the numbers dance ahead. Donnie lowered the pedometer out of sight and gave it a gentle shake. He could see the light on in the kitchen. Zara was making dinner for them both. It would probably include a healthy portion of steamed vegetables. Suddenly he was glad that he'd eaten the sandwich. He shook the pedometer more and more furiously. There was a feeling that he was getting away with something now. He decided he would lead Zara to believe he was home late because he was out walking. He would enjoy a night of passion before he ended things with her. This would be his final duplicitous act before he turned everything around. Maybe he and Teresa were destined for bigger things. Maybe he would settle down with her. Teresa seemed to admire him despite his decline in work, despite his physique. Maybe she would inspire something in him. 
Teresa could be my muse. When he reached 10,000 steps on the pedometer, he stopped. He opened the car door, walked up the driveway, and went inside his house. Zara had indeed cooked up steamed vegetables with a tuna on the side. They talked about his day, and he showed off his step count. She made love to him that night. The next morning, Donnie slept in. A photographer named Dale Davis had been near the deli the day before. He'd seen the photos that Donnie had taken with the teenagers and decided to check it out. In his mind, Donnie was all washed up. Dale was hoping to get some candid photos that showed how fat he'd gotten between acting jobs. The photographer used his van as a hiding place and snapped lots of pictures of Donnie ogling Teresa. He captured in great detail the sloppy manner in which Donnie devoured his pastrami sandwich. He followed Donnie home and, to his amazement, caught Donnie in what appeared to be an act of self-gratification in his Mustang. Dale couldn't explain why Donnie arrived home that evening only to sit in his vehicle and masturbate, but he was thrilled when he did. Dale sold all of the photos to a series of magazines for one of the biggest paydays of his paparazzi life. Donnie Cortez was famous again. Thanks very much for listening. You can become a fan of 12 at facebook.com slash 12book, spelt out T-W-E-L-V-E-B-O-O-K, and I'll keep you posted about release information for the book. Well, that's it from Podme, if you can. It's a short episode, I know, but uh, just touching base, checking in, sharing the personal project, some of the work I've been doing. Uh, I've had a really productive writing year in 2018, and I'm hoping that continues next year. And as always, guys, we do have the YouTube channel, which uh, every week this year, in 2018, I've been putting out a new video review. All of the reviews have been obscure films with famous stars in them. So I'm hoping you won't have heard of any of the 52 films that I've put out this year. And there have been some doozies. Some of the absolute worst crap that I've ever seen has come out this year. One of the films, I snapped the DVD in half during my review. I hated it that much. But uh, I've committed myself to doing one video review every week this year. And I'm, I'm pleased that I hit that goal. You know, that was a New Year's resolution for me. Uh, pretty much, I'm going to continue with... Um, the obscure films, but it won't be every single week in 2019. And uh, there's a whole back catalogue of over 200, pod me if you can, video reviews there from myself and Lloyd. So I hope you'll consider checking them out. There's going to be a bunch of links in the description of this episode on podmeifyoucan.com. So if you were interested in any of the stuff we've been talking about here today, you'll be able to find it. Have a Merry Christmas, stay safe, and we'll talk to you in 2019. Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Pod me if you can. Movie reviews. 